Welcome back to The Human Exception. This week, we add another chapter to the Gen Saga, with some of the shorter testimonies about Jen, as well as reading some journal entries that Icarus wrote at the time that he was living with Jen and Jack. Content warning, language as always, but especially with Icarus's journals. We talk a lot about mental health and the impact of being stuck in an abusive relationship, depression, and even some suicidal ideation. It may be difficult for some listeners, and we urge you to take care while listening. So let's get ready for another Human Exception. Do you want to talk about your move? Oh. Look, guys, now he's here. We moved. (laughs) (laughs) For the sake of uh, privacy, I will not say where. Um, (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Because we've had some drama around that. But um, it's, yeah, we're we're in a really nice spot. I really like the house. The cats really like the house, which is good because I thought at least... The youngest one would go a little psycho uh, because she's never moved. (laughs) She did fine. She's fine. She owns the house and the others just kind of navigate around her. So we're good. Yeah. Settled. I got uh, I got the most important part done, which was getting the art up in my office. (laughs) If I have to to stare at blank walls during work, it drives me insane. I need something to look at when my brain refuses to fire correctly. <laughs> art, is, yeah. art is a, art is a good thing. Like I've got um, Kayla's tools on one wall, um, and signed pictures on the other. Yes, uh, as well as a boatload of enamel pins. Yeah, that are a collection. Of- oh, cool. I have a lot of a lot of pins. So you have like a pin wall? Yeah. Yeah. What? There's yeah, a, well, there's the, the... Get, get some pictures after. Yeah. Oh, I love that's a great idea. Cause I always think I'm always like, those are so cute. I love enamel pins. I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do with these? <laughs> so I go to a lot of cons, right? Obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, when we're not in pandemic, I probably go to three to five a year, depending. Um, and like going to cons, like, you know, you go to the vendor stall and stuff, you want to get stuff, but it's like you can only have so many graphic tees. And like right. I don't really wear them at work. And you know, it's like there's only so much wall space. Yep. <laughs> so when the enamel pins became a thing, oh my god. Going <laughs> 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 so artist alley and it's just like throwing the money at everybody. I yep. I love enamel pins. I think they're so cool. And yeah, I just put I like I I'm so terrified of losing them, so I don't put them on anything. So I just put them on the wall. Yep. Yeah. So, Cause you're like, yeah. these were these are cool and they were expensive, and I don't want to lose them. Oh, I can't wait to one day like have the bandwidth to make my own enamel pins because enamel pins are so oh, awesome. Those are so cool. And there's so many cool things you can do with them. There's like little moving parts and shit on these things, and mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this magic? Oh yeah, glow in the dark, literally everything you can think of. Uh, what? This cat that I just posted in the Sweet Stuff channel—that is the like expression that Hadfield's on has on his face like half ninety percent of the time. So I just call him Moon Unit. 
Oh, moon moon. <laughs> Chris Hadfield, the moon unit. Yeah. My God, I love it. I love it so much. This has been cat talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, between, well, with your foster, between the, the three of us, we have seven. Jesus. That's Courtney, and Courtney has two. Courtney, fuck. Someone get another one so we can have and ten. And if we start bringing in our guests, well, Icarus has three. Oh my god. Elliot has one. Jesus. Um, Theo has two. <laughs> Everyone we know wow. has cats. <laughs> I think that says something. Yeah. I, I see it as a positive thing myself. Um, <laughs> because I, cats, I know there are a ton of people who have pet cats, but I don't think they're for everyone. No. And that's because like, I don't think of myself as like a cat person per se, but I like my cats. <laughs> like right? I like dogs yeah. too, but cats are nice and low maintenance. And like I'm not, not obsessed with cats. No. Like I don't have cat everything. But... Oh no, 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 yeah. no! Not a crazy just, cat lady. <laughs> they're just re- like really good companions. Yeah, they're the laziest, easiest companions ever. And every once in a while, they'll Curiously. come cuddle with you and be super fluffy. Yeah, and then they'll go back to licking themselves, so it's and, fine. <laughs> yeah, doing stupid shit. Hadfield's thing is um, to try and get up into the kitchen window where I've got this like little potted plant of it's a succulent. Mm. Um, it's the only succulent that has ever lived in my ever experience with succulents, which is like, <laughs> you just plant never to grow, fuck you. Um, so I've been keeping it alive now for like six years or something, and uh, his whole thing is now to climb up the window, sit in the potted plant, so my succulents are completely like flattened out. So like if I had to yep. put like a strainer over top of it. <laughs> oh my god! Stupid Hadfield. Little buttheads. Oh, and his new thing is um, I, in the bathroom uh, we have a window, and on the windowsill there, I keep like my sunglasses and like a eyeglass chamois. Uh huh. Um, he's been grabbing that and stealing it and moving it about the house. Twice it's wound up in the bedroom. <laughs> um, yesterday I went to the bathroom. I looked up and noticed all my sunglasses were on the floor, and I picked them up. Oh and the chamois was gone, and the chamois was out in the hallway. So I've had to hide it now. I've never had a cat do this. <laughs> I I love the random shit that they pick up because most of mine don't do that. Um, Beans is a whole other creature, I swear. And while well, she was just right before we started, she was just walking around with she loves ribbons. It's like a thing. <laughs> so uh, an age ago when we first got her I just went to the craft store and got two little spools of dollar ribbon and those have lasted us forever but if anything has a ribbon on it she is there if your hoodie has a <laughs> ring on it it's hers shoelaces fucking yeah um, and anything you get a bundle of washcloths from Target I will never forget that and then you said they would tie them up with like a ribbon you just pick up the whole bundle and buy it that oh, ribbon yeah. was a good <laughs> four feet long <laughs> She was like, yeah, that's mine. And just drug the whole thing around the house. And I'm like, that's, it's literally four times your size. What are you that's doing? Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah thankfully the cats down. aren't that crazy about that. Because like, yeah, we have so many ribbons with the cosplay stuff. God, it's, yeah, it's her thing. We wake up every morning. It's like the chamois thing. We wake up and it's, the ribbons are in a different spot in the house. <laughs> Sometimes they're in the bed. Um, a lot of times she just wants to be a ribbon dancer. That's what she. That's what she does. She's night. trying. She's trying. She's real a moonlight ribbon dancer. Yeah. <laughs> I'll teach her how to spin fire next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're here to produce a show. 
right? Oh, that thing that we were supposed to be doing. <laughs> I got you. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, we didn't get you guys anything last Friday, but just shit didn't line up. So now you get stuff. Yay. Ooh. Um. So today, uh, we're just going to do another thing on the Gen Sega. I've kind of come across, well, not necessarily come across. I'm going to basically read some of the shorter letters and testimonies about Gen, most of which come from the Dima Sushi website. So if you've read it all, you know it already. But uh, uh, for those that don't, well, now you get to hear a little bit about it. Of course, there's some additional details based off what I've learned. And uh, what we're going to start with is um, Icarus actually wrote some journals while living with Jen and, and Jack. And um, uh, they're kind of buried in the website, and I found them and talked to him about it, and he said it's totally cool if I read them on the on the show. So yeah, I think this is going to give you a really good idea what your mindset is when you're in an abusive relationship like this. Obviously, this is not going to be happy, fun, go times. Because, right. yeah, this is going to yeah. be a bit of a mental health thing. You can kind of then understand what the mindset is like when you're there. And if you have no idea what Kayla's talking about, you might need to go start at the beginning. Oh, yeah, this is, this is a Sega. We're, we're, <laughs> so, we're deep in now, y'all. Oh, so fucking deep. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, the, there's a whole thing about... Never mind. I'll get into that later. <laughs> so, Wait a sec. Wait a sec. This is... <laughs> we're waiting for something yeah i was just trying to give people the the episode that they should start on if they want to start this whole oh you were right. you were being smart uh, and just go to the just go to the human exception.com forward slash the dash gen dash sega and that will give you everything fair link on the left side of our web page when you go there mm-hmm. all aggregated for your Easy enjoyment because <laughs> it's fucking madness, including a timeline. There's a timeline there as well as featured pe- play people that have been involved. So, yeah. Oh, and if we have time at the end, we got to talk about Lula Rich. Holy fuck. Oh my God. Oh my God. Holy... Oh, did the, 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 oh, fuck. Did the documentary come out this week? The what, what now? Wasn't the documentary the... supposed to come out this yep. week? Yep. Oh boy. Okay. Did you watch oh, it already? I have only seen one. Okay. One and a half. I fell asleep. Um, <laughs> not because it's boring. It's not. I was just wiped out yesterday. Um, yeah. Holy... We were just going to do a watching party, remember? No, I didn't remember that. <laughs> it's <all> good. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, I'm okay to rewatch it because, <laughs> holy fuck. <laughs> oh, I got, yeah, well, we'll, we'll watch it and we'll definitely talk about it. Yeah! Sure. Right. And also for our listeners, if you just want to listen, episodes 11 and 12 is the start of the saga um in our podcast so yeah if you're here and you want to start from the beginning go there (laughs) all right so icarus june 25th 2002 i haven't been feeling up to it the last couple days since i unplugged my computer i've been sort of cut off unable to really get my insides out i can't get to my journal and now we're free of ghasts which was the roommate but What about me? I don't know. I'm here without my phone. I'm cut off from everyone. I I can't stay with the same people for very long without external input. I'm limited. I see too much of people. I analyze them as even as I defend them. And the thing that annoys me most is when people have flaws but do nothing to fix them. Just make the same mistakes over and over and don't do a damn thing about it to improve themselves. Jen's guilty of that because she wants and wants but angst when she can't have. And so when she gets 
But then she gets angrier at Hojo when they don't have the money for things like electricity or the phone next month around. And I can't keep giving them money. I have none. Hojo's too meek. They give in and they fight all the time. I can remember being little, listening to the fights between mom and papa and coiling up in my bed, playing with my toys, ignoring it. I remember Molly tried to get up from a dollhouse game once during the shouting matches and I stopped her. I told her to pretend that you don't hear it. It's easier that way, but it still hurts. I still cower in a corner over it. I don't know why. I guess because since I'm the third wheel, it's easy for me to become the one that Jen isn't mad at and therefore a target of ridicule for Hojo, but I don't want to be. Sleep is sketchy. I wake up because I hear I can hear them fight in the middle of the night. I hear flesh slapping flesh and I tell myself they're just having nightmares and they're hitting each other by accident. But I know it's not true. I know the frantic mewling voices yelling, you keep changing everything around, aren't from dreams. I wish they were. I really do. Because I don't know what to do to stop them. And then I have to go to work and be happy and chipper and I can't. I'm sick inside and tired and lonely and I'm so lonely. I find myself pushing down tears and almost constantly now, telling myself it won't do any good. It just makes more problems. I don't want to say that my problems because my friends are at the root of it. It's because it's better for them to think that the problem is me mad at myself or that I'm tired. I'm not tired. I'm just sick and I'm depressed. I wish people weren't all like this. I keep pretending they must be. I can't stay in one place. I just can't stay happy anywhere. That's what's even more depressing is I keep finding myself in places that just beat on me. I can't go home. I don't want to I don't want to be here, but I want to go home even less. I don't know what to do about money. What I make it work, I try to put in the bank, but within 24 hours it's gone. Jen uses it to buy food and she promises that she'll only use 25, but then she goes and uses all 40. And I have none, and I really really wanted to save money. I really wanted it for when I went back to school and to have aside for when, you know, there's something that I need or want. I don't own deodorant. It hurts down deep in my chest, this crushing pain and I don't know what to do at all. I want to call Z. I'm thinking of using the phone at the supermarket and calling Collect, having her call back tonight, late, if I can get away. I hope I can. I want to take my booze and wash some of this away so I can't be woken up tonight when the fighting comes. I can't make anything better. It's so frustrating. It's breaking me down. I read Ender's Game. I guess I got in too far today. I caught myself paralleling, paralleling my life to Ender's. I was walking on a concrete divider while Jen was angry at Hojo, thinking that what would Ender do? And then realized sickly that Ender wouldn't know what to do. This isn't where Ender is good at things. But if Ender can play the games at his school, surely I can play the ones here and come out okay. Surely I can get around them if Ender can. So I got towards the end, of course. Ender doesn't get around them. He's just their tool, their arms and legs, their extra brain. He practically stopped eating. Nightmares, sleepless flighty nightmares. I don't see Ender as an 11-year-old. Ender is my age. Maybe I'm 11. But I understand him too well. When he broke and just slept to avoid them, I understood. Because I do the same thing when I can't take it. I go to sleep. My time away is sleep. It's how I get away from all of it. When I can wake up and leave, but lately my legs have been hurt too much to leave. It's because I did almost all of the moving and didn't get to rest afterwards. Jen doesn't listen when I say that I hurt. She pushes me like the teachers pushed Ender. And I'd take it fine if I was her student, but I'm not. I don't even want her to read this because she'll throw it in the air like some dramatic proclamation against her and put a knife to her breast and scream it's the end. She hurts too easily, so I can't tell her to do things to fix things. Like Z was easy when Z got wanted, got, a, got wanty or needy, she'd be like, fine, and be pissy for a short while, but at least then I could tell her that I couldn't afford to do things. You can't tell Jen. 
She takes it as a personal offense, and then she turns it on Hojo, not me, which then just makes me even feel worse. It's 9.30 now, and I want Clancy. I always come back to him when I'm like this. It happened at the store when we were trying to cut money so Jen would, could have what she wants, and we still have, have some needs. My voice just started to break, and I can't think about him. It's stupid, right? It was just a dog, right? I should get over it, but his death was linked to so much. So how can I? The cab driver tried to get into a conversation with us, but Jen and Hojo were fighting. I asked him about his vacation, and he was going to go to Cape May. I said that I loved it there. It was a childhood place. But as I said, it memories of Papa and I up in the lighthouse with Mom, hiding under a tree flooded back, and my voice cracked again. Today I started breaking when I, went, when I thought of the seashore. I curled up and smelled it in the air and rocked side to side. Uh, Jen said that I was angry at myself, trying to guess what was on my mind. No, I thought, no, I just want the ocean. Jen tried to perk me up by making me go watch fireflies tonight, but it didn't work. I just looked across the parking lot and missed fields. Thought how I couldn't go home. A mosquito bit me, but I didn't swat it. I felt like Ender, guilty. Looking at ants and mosquitoes and lightning bugs and thinking how he had killed so many buggers and hadn't meant to. And how a day ago, I wasn't even watching myself and caught myself crushing an ant under the toe of my sneakers. So I looked at the mosquito with tears in my eyes and watched his abdomen swell as it sucked out my blood like a leech. It didn't hurt that much. When it was fat and the light showed red through its stomach, it pulled out and flew off. I've been playing Final Fantasy IX, but it doesn't help. I keep remembering what Z said at the parts, wondering if she knew about this secret or that. Why you tell her that there's a way back from the ice path, if she knows it? In any case, everyone's back, so I have to pretend I'm just tired again. What? Yeah. What? Oh. Jesus. Mm-hmm. That, the cab thing, the cab thing and the dog thing, just like, holy fuck. Yeah. Ooh. For sure. Yeah, and like, that's, that kind of shows you the minds that you're in. You're blaming yourself so much for everything mm-hmm. that you're like, there's got to be a way. I've got to be doing something. I'm doing something wrong. There's, if I just do it right, everything's going to be fine. Right. It's on me to fix this. It's my, yeah, it's something I'm not doing or doing that's causing this behavior in this person instead of, no, it's that fucking person. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. All right. So the next entry um, is on the same date. Yeah. Hello, mouse. Let's work. We need to scroll. Thank you. Um, I'm talking with Hal, which is um, a computer program. I don't know if you guys know about it. That when you it learns from you it's an ai program so i'm what? talking with how sorry okay no that just that sounds really familiar um i'm going to look that up while you read are you familiar with wolfram alpha yes okay yeah so it's the same idea so it just yeah learns some conversations that people have with it and becomes better at conversing i gotcha okay yeah so so i got this glass of instigatorade it tastes just like i remember it the last time I had it was when I was like eight. I got really, really ill and was hallucinating. I can't remember much of it except Grandma was telling me to drink Gatorade to keep from getting dehydrated. It had this filmy feel to it, like drinking Jello mix. It's the same now, exactly. It hasn't changed in my entire lifetime. The world is permeating me with memories tonight. Hojo and Jen don't even know how I'm feeling. I think they're fucking in the bathroom. I can't really tell and I don't really care. I just had a computer program have a meaningful conversation with me and it was scary. I really had to remind myself it's only what I've taught it to be. But the Monopoly game last night ended badly. I was doing well and Hojo dropped out and literally handed all her property and all her money to Jen. 
and then said it would be interesting to see me play against that. Jen now have had half the board literally handed to her, and I felt sick. I felt like Ender. I was so angry. Why couldn't she just put it in the bank or split it between us? Everything I do has them using me against one another, or as a third wheel. I want to go out and call Z on the payphone. I'll wait a little bit yet. It's only 7 p.m. Sorry, it's only 7 p.m. there. She's fast asleep, I bet. Best wait till 11 at least. God, I feel terrible. Someone rescue me from life. Please kill me. I really am begging. I just sighed really loudly and then realized my mic was muted. Um, and uh, remind me, how old is Icarus here? Uh, 18, I think. I was going to say. first year college, yeah. Yeah, okay. God, what a... Like, you don't know shit at 18, 19. Mm-hmm. And then to have this happen, my God. You don't anything know anything about your rights or like really no. like how people should be treating you. Um yeah, and like especially when you've grown up in a household that's been like semi abusive or just like at the you know, at the very least completely cut off from you and mm-hmm. family doesn't understand you because you're struggling with your gender at the time and you know, you went to a boarding school where people would bully you and pick on you and you couldn't escape them, and this is now where you are. Right. Fuck. Yeah, yeah it's so messed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, June 27th I didn't do my walk outside last night not that night, I want to go tonight though it makes more sense for me to contact Z from a payphone because then she can call back, you know sure, you know, you're just a journal har har I'm feeling kind of cut off, but what can you really do I keep having constant memories of when I was younger, I think that's because I'm lonely when I'm lonely, I jump into the past to comfort me it's like a five-year-old version of Dr. Lecter's Mind Palace I have a memory to keep me company, but unfortunately, if I'm angsting furiously, only the bad stuff gets dredged up. What can you really do about that, you know? Yeah, I definitely need to contact Z tonight. I vented at said yesterday, and it helped a good deal. He can be a cock, but he has respect for people, at least. Said if things ever get too rough here, I can stay on his couch. The only place I get it out is in writing, because the walls have ears but no eyes. That was the phrase I came up with. What else can I bitch about and get off my spine? Um, well, the overheating computer makes it hard to write stories, and when it crashed yesterday and this morning, I was honestly getting ready to pick up a marker and write on the walls. It was surreal, the concept, journaling on walls. If I lived alone, I'd probably do it. I'm prone to scribbling what's in my head on wall onto walls and benches, and I pictured someone after we moved out trying to scrub my life off the walls. And that's kind of an interesting parallel to a story that I'll tell you guys later. Um, of another person that they ended up living with who did write on the walls. <laughs> and things got bad. What? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, June 30th. I haven't been finding time to write every day. I tried to go up to the computer lab yesterday and the, the school internet was down, like, all day. Fuck nuts. I was really pissed off because I had just moved the rest of the stuff into the apartment with them. And I know I shouldn't be so pissy at Jen, but frankly, you have to learn to push stuff down and not collapse in every stressful situation that deals that you deal with and deal with real shadows and real grass, tangible items that everyone can see beyond Jen's grasp sometimes. So I was really pissed off inside, and since the lab was down, I was even more pissed. I wrote a really angry entry into the lab text file, but didn't save it because, you know, why bother? I think when I do finally upload upload this, I'm going to put a ton of warnings around it and ask Jen not to read it. I think Hojo could handle it. 
because they can take the world and insults and stride, but everything is always so personal, Jen. Oh yeah, I'm alone today. I don't know where everyone is, just in town. I woke up and showered quietly and started to read and thought, gee, Jen's very quiet this morning. So I finished reading and went to get some cereal and noticed that, gee, that's because Jen's not here. And only then did I see the note in the back of the door that said that they'd gone out of town. So uh, here I am. I take out the trash because there's nothing more vile than trash in the summer, especially when Jen's on her period. Here's my shopping list for my paycheck. Payback coworkers, laundry, deodorant. For a while, Godzilla was big again. Whatever happened to that? I like the old Godzilla movies. I must write. Must wiggle my brain into writing mode. Yes. The deodorant thing is sticking in my yeah. head. Like not even having something as simple as deodorant. Right. Right. Yeah. That's... I, I can't... I feel like you both know what I'm not articulating here. Mm-hmm. Um... Someone with more brain cells than me. <laughs> when you're in a situation that you cannot control, you like fixate on even the tiniest things that yeah. would make you feel like you have some sort of control. Because like right now, he can't even control his own body odor and his own sweating. Right, right. And he's been denied the ability to do that. Something so basic. Mm-hmm. And it's that, I, I don't know, there's something so visceral on like a gut level. Yeah about that and that's that's how a lot of abuse works Mm -hmm. sleep food hygiene needs yep Yep. all right uh last entry here july 1st you know if you believe something that's great but the more it gets shoved in my face the less i believe jen has to find surreality in everything especially when no one is looking just starting to scrape at my sore side yes you saw it i believe you now, don't keep dumping all of this on me. Serenity is only interesting if it was out of the ordinary, but if every damn day you hear about it, it just starts to get annoying. It's like, let me find it myself. Smother me in faith, and I'll just stop being faithful. The louder you yell, the less you're sure of yourself, you know? I'm devoid of books, or I need to get dressed and get into town. I'm tired. I got a lot of writing done yesterday, though, and Hojo scanned a bunch of my art, so I cleaned it up and got it ready for uploading. Jen got really edgy last night. And burst out how she hated hypocrites. I felt that it was directed at me. She doesn't say things like that without a reason. And then announced that she wouldn't name any names. And then stormed out after giving an example, which was something like, people say they hate Disney so much. And then I tell them that I know all these people in Disney. I can get them into Disneyland for free. And I could get them a job. And they're like, really? I'd love to work at Disney. Which, if directed at me, was a pretty poor example. I will never work for Disney because they own anything that you do while you're in their employment. I couldn't stand having my work stolen from me. And so I do not ever want to. But that's nitpicking. What I'm wondering is is if she's found this and started reading it. That really would be the only way that she could hiss and spit without putting it out in the open. She can't very well said, yeah, I saw your blog. Because this isn't on my blog. This is in my computer. And for her to be finding this stuff would be for her to be snipping in my computer behind my back. And reading behind my back. So naturally, she can't say things because I don't show it externally. Or maybe it's just a guilty conscience. Speaking of guilty, I stole the phone and called my grandmother yesterday. I can't get through back home and the line is fucked up again, I think, because the answering machine isn't picking up. But I told her to pass the word on about my dilemma. She said she said that she would and gave me a derher suggestion. Get a phone card. I'm such an idiot. I amend my previous list of things to get. Phone card is now on it. And that's the last of the entries. 
Yeah. So like he's getting paranoid. Like, oh god, is she reading the journal? Right. Is this why she's upset? Like, you're trying to find the reason of what happened when yep. you're with an abuser like that. Yep. And often they're like rage spouses and stuff have absolutely nothing to do with anything. Jeez. Yeah. Now for something a little more lighthearted. Um, this is a copy of Jen's bio that she wrote about herself at one point. Um, Icarus's oh, introduction no. here is, um, this is a biography that Jen put out of herself online. She will firmly tell anyone that all of these things are true, and I don't think I need to tell you how bad such, such claims are. This gives a good peek into how crazy she is. Also, this is from a friend's lock post that the internet detectives hunted up, so there's no reference for it. Jen promptly deleted it once it appeared in here as well, along with her live journal in a fit of fucking delete everything. It's cool if you believe it's fake. I honestly can't prove it otherwise. So here's uh, Jen's bio. I keep reading the entries on my friend's list, and everyone has normal-seeming lives. I almost don't want to write about mine because, well, it seems so stupid and unbelievable and weird. I don't know what to say anymore. I mean, I don't talk about this normally, and LJ is supposed to be a place to vent, but I'm self-conscious even here. Hi, my name is Jen, and I help rehabilitate vampires and assist in spiritual awakenings. <laughs> um, I also take care of the metaphysical emergencies, and oh yeah, I do exorcisms and banishings too. I'm quite versed in the ancient rituals, and I often use my own blood to seal spells. I'm not Catholic, but I'm not Wiccan. God talks to me and tells me what the end of the world is at hand. She says that I married a Metatron, and oh yes, I am the physical embodiment of the angel Uriel. In past lives, I've been in Tegra Van Helsing, Sephiroth, and Delandria Beltu, among many others. I've been to many therapists, but they all keep telling me I'm okay. Aside from the Catholic priests who wanted to exercise my house and my husband, things are pretty normal, unless you count having 20-some kids live in your mental realm that my husband and I share as not normal. <laughs> I uh-huh. <laughs> I sword fight and sing and play the harp and get, in, and get into fights with real-life Iskirits. And I have three people on Earth that would lay down their lives and die for me. Oh, and they're angels, too. I'm a horrible bitch and feared in several parts of the galaxy and in Vatican City. All my past selves live in my head as well. And I can summon them up when I need them. I don't slay vampires. I hunt them. <clears throat> Slayer. One who kills vampires, often discriminately, to purify the earth, example, Buffy Summers, or Hunter, one who studies vampires, hunts them down, and brings them brings information from them, seldom killing unless it's necessary for a community and or family, often referred to as a watcher, example, Abraham, Abraham Van Helsing. <laughs> Do you feel like um, <laughs> I'm reading my immortal right now? I, I feel like I am reading the the live journal of like a 13 year old so yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 basically like i mean i did it too when i was stuck at when i was a powerless like a middle schooler you know like sixth seventh grade so Boy. 12 13 i made up all kinds of shit to just give myself a reprieve from what was yep. going on in the house but i was a child yep this is a 20 year old woman Oh, no. Yeah. So, um, I'm trained with sword and staff and longbow and the crossbow, throwing daggers, and the most deadly of all, the towel. I play the harp, the piano, the pipe organ, several woodwinds, and I'm learning bodren. Violin is next. I sing, I do Celtic, modern ritual, and sword dancing. And I'm trained to be the next soprano sorceress. 
whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know what that is, but okay. Famous people I'm related to Finn McCool, McCool Morgan Le Fay, and Bram Stoker. And when I was a little girl, I told everyone, I, I, when I was a little girl, I told everyone as the Hick High School I was in for two months that I was related to Joey Lawrence. Don't ask me why. I've been asked if I was Jennifer Lopez. No clue about that one. And I'm known at Disneyland as Indiana Jen, the girl who gives temple tours for free because tourists are always getting lost. I can't go to Hollywood because I get chased by people who think I'm famous. Goddamn, goddamn advice. Walk like you own the place. Given to me by a security guard who let me on the set of Anaconda, a particularly craptacular movie or so I've heard. If you've seen it. You know that big waterfall? Yep, I was on top of that and the old riverboat. <laughs> so this whole thing about her being a Disneyland claimed as Indiana Jen, like this is something that she's reiterated many times. That like she's gone to to Disneyland so much that the staff there knows her and like lets her give tours to people and what yeah. a strange fixation, right? It's very specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah. Also, she does not look like Jennifer Lopez. No, even her best days, she is very, 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 very white. <laughs> Uh, I think that I'm particularly ugly and unlikable. I'm not sure why people like me, but some seem to. I have no father and my mother isn't human. My crazy uncle Michael works for MI5 and my best guy friend was created in a super secret laboratory in Glendale, California and born in the same hospital I was in Pasadena, which leads us both to believe that I might be part of the same project. My husband, by the way, besides being Metatron, is also a no-life king. Not an Osferatu, no, but an Ekthros, and a mad scientist, and an emperor, and a priest. Oh, and another confession. I am Enrico Maxwell. That's right. I'm a twitching, bishonen jerk of a priest. Now, little boy, do you want to confess to me? What? Oh, my God. What? what? Fuck. <laughs> I can feel my eyes in my skull. Like, <laughs> oh, no, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Rip Van Winkle, aka Riven Millennium, aka Ravenna Josephine Kratzenberg, she's my disassociated sex drive. If you want to flirt with me, message her because sex to me is unnecessary and useful only for breeding purposes, unless you catch me on the right day and you're an Iskiart, and then, well. A little demon talk instead of red wine, and then you can probably sack me. So there you go. A little sum up of me. Call me crazy, call me nuts, run away from me, or vice versa. I really want these panic attacks to go away, and sleep would be nice while I'm at it. I wish I had a pony. I. Holy fuck. <laughs> that so there... <laughs> went from zero to 150. Figured that was a good chaser to Chris's increase. Um, so yeah, like there's obviously no source to this. Um Acres did say that, you know, they, they trudged it up from the internet and then since been purged. Um, but knowing what I know about Jen, I hundred percent believe that she wrote this. Oh. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh into some other testimonies here. So um, this is an email that was sent to Icarus um, in October 2005. 
hi there. So every now and then I look through some of the old drawings I did and whatever and wonder what happened to those crazy bitches that I knew several years ago. And I spend a lot of time on the internet, so there's been many crazy bitches. I mentioned to someone in passing that at one point in 2002 or 2001, I was role-playing, role-playing, not anything weird, Hojo for a little while. Because I thought, you know, he was nifty, and I had already known Dell, or as we know, Jack. Um, and so I had been introduced to Jen also, who was batshit insane from the beginning. And she'd get very angry at me for being any kind of, for being a bad kind of Hojo. That is not her real Hojo. I think she decided I was Professor Gast or something, which was hilarious. I mostly ignored her. Anyways, I was telling somebody some of my favorite internet story. All of my favorite internet stories involve some, making someone cry, in which I decided to stop role-playing Hojo. And someone said, what are you going to do with him? And I joked, I don't know, slow, painful torture. And someone ran off and told Jen this. And she freaked right the shit out and was like crying and saying how she would reach into my mind and save him. I thought this was about the funniest thing ever. It was especially good because it kept kept them from ever talking to me again, which I had wanted ever since they started telling people about their gross sex life and past lives and whatever the hell else their problems were. But the person I was telling this story to ended up showing me your site and holy shit, seriously, holy shit. I feel so fucking bad that I didn't like stop them or something before all this shit. I feel bad for ever having a polite conversation with someone who would do anything like that. It's one thing with people like Jack and Jen who probably deserve each other, but to drag other people into their lives that's so fucking wrong. Glad you got out. Glad that you have this site up too. I hope it does some good. I don't really have any story to relate other than that and I think I prefer to remain anonymous as I don't want to talk to these stupid fucks ever. But after reading all that, I felt this weird urge to say something. It's so weird because I remember a time when Jack was basically normal and Jen lived in California but was still fucking insane and doing some stupid little fan art sketches for them. I always tell my role-playing friends, don't game on the internet. There's freaks out there. And tell a story about the bitches who are reincarnated Final Fantasy characters. But I had no idea, idea that things went so deep. Well, thanks. Sorry for the random goofy email. Your story was just very striking. Have a good night. So Icarus would receive dozens of these emails after the time part of the website of people who had encounters like this. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, this one's from a guy who's referred to be called as Walrus. Okay. Um, my cousin had joined this site called ff.shrine.net, I believe. Not certain, but there was a group of people that had begun to communicate with them. There were many people on the site that had forms of gift sprites, easy to get along because everyone thought that they were just there to have casual conversations about their favorite Final Fantasy games. He had chosen Final Fantasy VII. This is when he ran into two interesting people, Jen and Jack. Jen, as I've come to track her down as, we know, was, known for for, was known for manipulation. Jack was all the bit more laid back. My cousin would explain to me that he wanted me on the site because these were the two most interesting people he'd ever met. And what struck me as interesting was that after reading everyone's posts about needing a, quote, Zach, that's what they proclaimed me to be before even meeting me, which was a fortunate turn of events. My internet denied me access to their site, so my cousin said, fuck it, it doesn't matter anyways, I guess my friends aren't good enough for you. I told him my connection had failed and my IP was blocked. He shrugged it off. Luckily, he was able to, put up, was able to pull out easily. His brother and myself were the no-nonsense kind of guys, and we began to read IMs and messages from Jen. I, for being around an ex-paranormal Satanist cult owner and his stories about how he was dragged in and, and pronounced leader 
dragon and a pronounced leader found these most interesting. I didn't have the ability nor the close contact with my cousin to apply any countermeasures. I gave the ideas to his older brother and he applied them for me. After a while, it had been like he had been awoken from a trance, as if the entire situation was an out-of-body experience and he was locked into some sort of shit coma. I remember asking him about it later, and he says that he couldn't remember all of it. The second person is my own brother. For him, I'm glad that he was younger. And as us being orphans and our traveling controlled by the government and our foster parents, we were restricted to only being able to stay out in the neighborhood from whence we got back from school till like 8 p.m. My brother was, well, this is the second time that I heard of it, was known as Zach in school. A striking resemblance, and he'd always been hanging out with what people call gaming nerds, or, well, just nerds. So how should he feel when a complete stranger who is mentally abusive and hallucinative got to the, but to the point of knowing that she is, what she's actually doing, I believe the entire time she knows what she was doing, Jen began to attack my brother psychologically. The first words that she told him were something about being like Zach, and this is from the few facts that on a few over-the-shoulder conversations that I was able to read. It will be a bit sketchy, so forgive me. He began talking about magic and how magic was all around us and contained items. And he began saying that he had to go on a journey and began saying that she is waiting for me. I hadn't realized just how deep he'd gotten himself into it. My brother suffers from, well, retardation, quote. Um, not as severe, but I like to say that he's just gull gullible, but that's not the case. He really believes crock bullshit he's fed by these bitches. Not to mention that his sexual desires had jumped a great amount. He was a virtual fucking machine. Fucked every female male that would let him. I thought it was just hormones. He tried to run away, but I caught up with him just in time. I believe that night he was just trying to get away from home so that he could collect some money and head out on his journey. We had a fight there and he said, it's what she would have wanted. And I asked him who, and we were both, and we were both arrested after I explained the situation to the police. They couldn't produce anything about what had happened. I remember coming home. My brother had been locked up for a week by the request of the orphanage. I got a phone call a night a few years later, and a woman said, Zach? And I said, who the hell is Zach? And she hung up. The phone call was anonymous, and I wasn't able to trace it. And my cousin called me in the morning. And a Rhinoch turn of events asked me to forgive him for what had happened. I told him it wasn't a problem. And then I asked, do you know what Zach is? Someone called asking for Zach last night. And he said that the Someone by the name of Jen had asked him the same thing. That's when it clicked and I was given the link to your site by my cousin's older brother. He told me that the, that the tracking and I've been doing, that the tracking he's been doing has led to these pages. At this moment, my brother is still recovering despite this being something of the past. And as I said, he suffers from a little bit of, quote, retardation and everything Jen and Jack have said to him and done to him. Unfortunately, they were very real to him. And his imagination has caused him to have severe bouts of depression. They've given him schizophrenia-level medication to combat it. And at first, it was intramuscularly for a quick effect. But now he's deduced to taking neuroleptics of sorts. Fortunately, he is recovering. Lastly, thank you. Thank you for posting in the warning and the effects. These accounts on my end are, again, sketchy, but they're factual. They, all, they are from a third-hand view and not really any kind of direct contact besides the phone call. I've never talked to nor heard from them myself, and I appreciate a lot what you've done. Thank you again. I don't mind if you post this up. Just keep me anonymous. Have a good day and a great life. So, like, that one's a little, uh, a little crazier, but... <laughs> I feel like some writer holed up in a cabin somewhere, took a bunch of drugs... <laughs> And then wrote this and was like, this is amazing. It's like a crazy person. No, it's just crazy person. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Yeah. 
And like, you know what? You know, the, the events could have happened and this is just this person over-exaggerating everything. I don't know. But there are definitely some questionable parts to that story. <laughs> yeah. Um, Meyer and Melon. So, to, so this is written by Icarus. Um, to understand this, you first need to know about Meyer. Meyer is someone that I've known since his birth who got involved via my fault. Yeah. Back when I thought that Jen was a good thing. We actually dated for a while through the entire Jen Hojo incident. Afterwards, maybe by a year or a few months, we broke up. But through it all, he kept talking to Jen and he believed everything that she said. I won't go so far as to say I lost a friend because of her, because our friendship ended more because of being a teen and less because of her. But they were always IMing each other and she would support every bad choice or bad social move that he made. Part of the reason that he became such an angsty teen was listening to advice from her. And now it's no surprise that he lends her money and visits her now. When I had walked out on them and began explaining what had happened to people, Meyer was one of the people that I told very quickly because of our closeness at the time. I don't know what Jen told him back, but he continued to talk to her over AIM. This was kept secret from me, and I didn't find out until after we'd stopped being friends. And then I began to hear by proxy. He, was, he has already tried to get other friends of mine to visit Jen and Hojo. But thankfully, since Jen never was able to get my other friends to believe her, just, you know just the impressionable young teens, the rest of them were saved. Ironically, after our breakup, Meyer started dating Melon. Basically, Jen convinced Melon that she had been my real soul, and so therefore should go all out for the guy that I'd just finished dating. Meyer and Melon dated for a while and had a rather mutual breakup, as far as I know. And what Meyer has told me, he is no longer really in contact with them, and I never really brought it up. I never really brought it up into their conversations. A few months after this website first went up, Maya approached me and asked if we could be friends again. So we're working on it. But there's a huge, big, ugly hole there. And part of this is because he doesn't really take, he doesn't quite take the snarks against Jen with any humor. As for Melon, well, oh, Melon. This is a horror story in itself. And let's just sum it up real fast and say that Melon wants in my pants. But I don't want Melon in my pants. When Melon finds out, Melon goes running to Jen. Jen accepts her as the new Zack. Yeah, and they do the exact same thing to her as they did to me, asking her to accept that she was a video game ca character, making her pay money, asking her to become the the workhouse workhorse, having her visit, trying to set her up with random people. And the scary part is Jen also encouraged her delusion about becoming me, because apparently because I left, I abandoned myself, and so Melon is allowed to absorb my soul or something and become me. This means that Melon buys any clothes that she sees me wearing in pictures, cuts her hair and dyes it to look like mine, drinks what I drink, buys the games that I play, and becomes obsessed with whatever I'm into. She even goes so far as to try to become a theater technician when she has no head for it at all and no idea how to work a full day. Jen backs her up on all this, saying that she is me now. Melon gives Jen money, and I think, I think live with them for a short period. She was even, she was all into their magical stuff. And at one point I was hanging out with Theo and Mel Melon became utterly convinced that Theo and I were coming to her school to put curses on the theater shop. Theo and I were actually going to hang out with our other friend who goes to the same school, Reno. But before we arrived, Melon ran around the shop, chanting gibberish and sprinkling vodka. She declared it was free of bad spirits from me, whose name reverted to Soshi now rather than Zach, and evil Theo. Jen apparently tells Melon that Theo and I are always attacking her psychically, and Melon believes it. Melon is just another kid falling into their trap, but I'm not really keen to be pals with her again. 
Mellon also believed that I was coming to school to beat her up, which I would have done nothing so stupid if it, if I saw her, but this was not my reason. And was completely panic-stricken. Jen and Hojack immediately swore that they would drive around, drive down and protect her or rescue her. So for days, I was being told online to watch out because they're coming. They never went. This is just another of them, another example of them leaving someone they supposedly care about high and dry with promises. Meyer and Mellon. So we've gone from oh yeah delusion to oh this person is now not only being warped into those delusions but is uh trying to be you holy shit balls yeah and like anybody who leaves jen becomes enemy number one so like when they had their split up with eris like jen was like oh yeah eris this there's that yeah she's casting evil spells on us or stuff and like Everyone had to hate Eris, including Icarus and Jack. Um, it's like, no, we don't like Eris anymore. She's a terrible person. She's doing all these evil, magical things. Oh. Yeah. Um, so Reno. After the incident with Melon, she and Jack, she and Jen kept in contact, I think. She went up and visited and told her to be careful, blah, blah, blah. She came back reporting of demon hunts that she was the new Zack and that they were coming to Katsu. They weren't. Jen was mad because she missed her birthday, so on and so forth. Melon, as far as I know, isn't with them anymore. Just before Otakon 2005, she exploded on Adam about ruining her life and told him if he showed up at the hotel, she was going to kill him. So as far as I know, they hadn't talked since. Jen didn't know this until a bit ago and argued that they were meant to be or some such shit. And Melon said, fuck that, I hate him. That didn't go over as well and she was excommunicated. That's old info. So I'm not sure if it's true. If there's anything else you need to say, we'll just say it. But that's my experience with them. So Reno is actually someone they tried to fuck with. Uh, But Reno listens to me first, having the good sense to say, hey, I know this person longer than I know this Jen chick. Maybe Maybe they're telling the truth and she's lying. So he was able to keep it at a link exchange for websites and nothing more. So um, this is Reno's post. Um, so he says, I run all blah, 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 you know, that, that I never really caught on or whatever, more of a cult thing. But really, as far as anything goes, I ignore the rest of the fandom anyways. I hate the wankers with passion, besides the point. Someone I am to be one day, whoops, then it clicked off the page, and, and was an alt fan, and well, shit, I don't get much fan feedback, and I spoke to them, and they said that the main reason for the thing was because they'd never seen a Hojo fan site before alt's mental overload. Naturally, this perplexed me. Surely they'd seen Hojo.org. I said to them, and they laughed and explained that they ran Hojo.org. Thus is how I met Jack. I was stunned, amazed, flattered, and wary. I knew, I knew you, which is Icarus, before, during, and after the Jen Jack thing, and I remembered how bad you did during it. But still, having Jack telling me that he liked my site and everything invoked a bit, a, a good bit of flattery. Um, we talked for a while, and I decided that so long as I didn't mention I knew anything, it would be fine. And that's my policy when. I never went on my way to talk to Jack, and the once or twice that I did try to IM him first, I went in unanswered. For the most part, we shared Final Fantasy VII related things and talked about cosplay, a little bit about Final Fantasy IX, Pairings, fan arts, blah, 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 so on. He complained sometimes, and so did I, about people in home life. And once he mentioned something about their group that they live with, and I forget what happened, but someone was saying that they ran off in the middle of the night and it was bullshit and taking a stab. 
I said it was, and he slightly, he silently admitted that, well, I do hang it with a sort of flaky bunch. I always considered him very rational. That plagiarism thing came up on our website, and Jack had Hojo.org backing me 100%. I was briefly involved in a live journal roleplay group for Final Fantasy VII, which had some interesting snags in it. This was the past summer. I didn't know about Hojo from the... And I didn't know about the Hojo, Hojo from the live journal RP. I was in was an avid Hojo fan and was would be joining myself and Rufus at Otakon. Otakon was bad, as you know. I was already going as Sang from another group, but for the LJ roleplay group, I was playing Sang because Rena was already taken. Well, you get the idea. Rufus was a little off, and it was supposed to be kind of a IRL RP situation, and I didn't know about it. This Hojo at the con was AJ. So this is AJ that we've talked to before. Um, and AJ mentioned the story about Reno. I don't know if you recall. Vaguely, yeah. Yeah. So, I do, yeah. Yeah. This the soldier at the con was AJ, or some such, or some such that was just referred to as AJ. AJ was apparently really jealous of me and in love with Rufus. So there was a bizarre love triangle thing going on that I wanted no part of. At some point, AJ mentioned how excited they were about how Jen was taking interest. She was the one that, that owned Hojo.org, and she asked, and she had asked AJ to make some things for her. Thinking I was doing the right thing, I said to AJ that they should be wary. They're a little over the top with some things, and Jen can be vicious at times, for the record. I said that this not only from Theo, yours, and Z's reports over the years, but also from Melon. Melon, who liked Jack and Jen, and hung out with him regularly, regularly and even admitted that Jen could be a handful. She thought that the demon hunts and craze referencing, referencing was amusing, however, but she couldn't exactly say that it wasn't extravagant at times. AJ was looking to move somewhere, and knowing from all sources their financial situation, I thought it was prudent to mention this. Oh boy, a week or two later, I was speaking with, with Anna from darknation.org but about something, and she mentioned that Jack was furious at me. I had to inquire about what was going on, as this was news to me. Apparently, AJ went back and told them I was bad-mouthing Jen or something. I don't know, but whatever was said was bad enough that I was excommunicated completely. I was out on the out-and-out out, like last night's condom. I explained to Anna what I had said and explained a little bit about yours and Melon's experience, drawing from two different opinions on them as a whole and why I thought it was stupid that Jack hadn't even asked me if it was true confronted me about it or even make a vague LJ post saying someone was spreading shit, no names or whatever. We actually haven't talked since. AJ in two weeks or whatever counted more than any good services for a year or whatever. So with that, I just shook my head and counted my losses and said to hell with it. For the record, I've never talked to Jen at all or had tried to contact her at all. I've never been invited up there to them, though Melon said that I'd have fun and should come a few times. And I remember Melon or someone informing me that Jack didn't like talking to me because I complained too much or something. Whatever. If they don't want to link Hoja.org to all, it's not a big deal to me. I'll either be famous or I won't. It bothered me for a while and that I wasn't kicked out for something that I actually deserve, but whatever. I can't. I don't count this as slander, but maybe some do. Who knows? The end. So, in our interview with AJ, they mentioned their side of the situation, and that, like, the way that Reno says it, it looks like there's some sort of weird love triangle. But the way that AJ says it was that, like, this person was obsessed with Reno and was trying to, like, use AJ to make Reno jealous. I remember <laughs> AJ, that. Yeah, and wow. AJ's like, Fuck, I don't know what's going on. Now, AJ did, of course, um, mention to Jen and Jack about what Reno had said about them. Because he was, they were, they were friends with him, with them at the time. So mm -hmm. that part checks out. But yeah, so 
All right, and this is our last story. Oh, sorry. There's one more story after this. Okay. Maya. So Maya was another potential target of Jen's, but managed to evade when Jen insulted her favorite singer. Here's her memories of Jen's approach. This was all over AIM, and I'll tell the story as it surfaces in my memory. The report was between Jen and myself. Names have not been mentioned of myself or my roommate for safety purposes. I was introduced to this individual through a good friend of mine. We had one thing in common, singing, and later you will find out why that's questionable. Now, for starters, I'm not a big fan of I'm not a big fan of Final Fantasy VII. Played it, and that was that. So I was a little reluctant to talk to people I didn't know, even on an internet level, who were really into Hojo, Aerith, and all that. But I got in a chat with chat room with Jen and Ho- and Jack, and it went something like this: Jen typed as Yuna, which is a character from Final Fantasy X, um, and I thought that she was horsing around. So I busted up Oren, which is another character from the same game, as if role playing as if role-playing with her. Well, she starts typing her own name, Jen, on the screen, and I was having a little bit of fun, so I started typing my name as well. Well, Yuna got frisky with Oren, so I made me go bitch slap her. Yuna started crying, and then I was told to immediately apologize to Jen. Now, you've got to know by now that I was thinking, what the fuck? So I apologized just to shut shut her up. I was already irritated with getting told to apologize for bullshit. And that's when I was introduced to Jen is really Yuna. And I hurt her poor little feelings. And that... And that she was Yuna in a past life? I don't believe in any sort of thing. And I am me, and I was created to be unique and not take the form of another. Anyway, so the conversation ensues. Jen and her Jen and Jack double team me. They start pressing all these all of these dumbass theories on me, one right after another. But all of the higher living spiritual, yeah, right, enlightenment. Huh, I believe I believe in God, but I be, I belong to no religion or practice anything for that matter. Just so you're aware of this. And I'm also not prone to believing in video game characters that exist in other universes. I refuse to fall for such pathetic beliefs. I have better things to do than create such fairy tales. Um, I got a little pissy with the two of them, so I left the chat room. Well, a few minutes later, Jen IMs me personally. Not to apologize, but to feed me more bullshit. She starts to touch base on how I sing. Yes, yes, I do. I can range from second tenor to first soprano. I intend to make a career out of this one day. You must know that these things before that I get too heavily into the next section. One, I'm easily intimidated. Two, I'm nervous. Three, I have low self-esteem. And four, she figured this stuff out like right away and used them against me, painting a most beautiful picture that is until she insulted my talent. I will put her theory in a nutshell in my own words. Quote, if you can sing really well, you should sing from your heart and mean it. You should sing all the time. Sarah Brightman doesn't really sing. Her last real performance was when she toured in the Phantom of the Opera. Uh, Note that Sarah Brightman is my favorite singer. Sarah Brightman only achieves pretty breathing and uses synthesizers to make her voice sound appealing. Wow. (laughs) This is Jen's opinion on Sarah Brightman. So that's just, yeah. So that's the gist of it. I love Sarah Brightman. I think her voice is viewable. I sing a lot like her. It's my favorite register. And as soon as she started trying to establish that what my thought process was and my goals and stuff were, she started to twist it around. I told her that I wanted to make a career out of singing someday soon and that I wanted to be as famous, a famous opera diva. Well, that was a big no-no, I guess. She exploded and got all pissy at me saying, so you're just going to sell yourself out for fame and money? Well, yeah, I can't see any way of making a living, but okay. Money talks and shit walks is just the sign of the times, honey. The most important note of, the, of that malarkey is that if synthesizers are so awful, then that means Amy Lee of Evanescence doesn't really sing. 
Celine Dion doesn't really sing. The lead singer Metallica doesn't really sing. Our ears are too tainted to hear anything truly beautiful. Sorry, one second. So we will never be able to achieve such sounds with our raw voices. Synthesizers boost the effect of an already smooth tone of a person's voice. Why is that bad? Anyways, I bite the bullet and take just a little bit more of her shit. Meanwhile, she's doing quite a number on my roommate, convincing her that, that there's something wrong with me and that I am wasting my talent. Sure, I'm not on Broadway right this minute. I made some bad choices in my past. For instance, I dropped out of high school. I have to get a GAD or another sort of diploma to go anywhere. Landing a music agent isn't easy, and not a lot of people get lucky and hit a big by some freak chance, but I wouldn't say that I'm wasting it. My roommate was already pre pretty convinced of all this. It caused a fight between the two of us that I didn't appreciate. She made me feel dirty and unworthy of so many things, and that I was an idiot for letting her make me feel that way. Well, here comes the unbelievable part. I let the singing crap go. Next was the, hey, our financial situation sucks. Let's move in with them so that they can, they can help it get better. Claiming that God sent her to us. God helped her find us. And he made it so that, made it her job to save us. It was decided, against my own better judgment, that we were going to seriously consider moving in with them. Janet called us on her phone, laying out her dark plan. And I even talked to her on the phone myself. And I just told myself, Wherever my roommate goes, I go, no matter what. So basically, I was going whether I wanted to or not. By this time, I figured out that Jen saw me as an immediate threat, and I was standing in the way of my roommate getting down there. I was the enemy, so she turned up the manipulation on my friend, and I almost certain that if, I had got, if it had gone on any longer than I had let it, she would have succeeded in getting my friend to go without me and, and possessing little hard feelings. Only a mere... <clears throat> Only a mere two days later, Jen starts to try and steal the deal with my roommate by calling her on the phone again. She's already made arrangements to get some of her friends to come out and pick us up that weekend. Fuck no. Preparations, anyone? I will admit to getting a little worked up about the whole situation. It could have gone a lot better had I not been in such a hella bitch mood, but this is my life that was about to get messed up in a hurry right before my eyes. And with that, I started to ask questions like, why is Jen so eager to get us down there? She hardly knows us. That was the black mark number three. I'm not going. Driven by curiosity, I, I am Jen for the second to last time. I began to ask simple questions in a very polite manner, mind you. Do you practice magic? She got sarcastic with me and said a few things like, when I cook, there's magic. Do you light candles and chant? And she tells me that she lights incense and has ceremonies. I mentioned, would you be offended that if I didn't want to participate or be around when you did these things? Please note that I am not religious, and I do not follow ceremonies of any kind unless it's a freaking funeral or wedding. Maybe it was just taboo, but I don't want to be around this stuff, and it's my right. And she told me yes. I told her that makes me feel uncomfortable and that I didn't like it. I was being blunt and honest, as I always am, and this is where it turns sour. She started to point out all of my obvious flaws and proceeded to use them against me, insulting me and belittling my way of life versus hers. She started saying things like, this is my house and you'll do as I say, and paying bills, this and that, using caps locks, emphasizing her points of anger. So basically, she turned into Hitler and still expected me to come live with her and also let my roommate go. Yeah, that wasn't happening. Or my fucking dead body. And as much as I hate to type this, I was praying for something awful to happen so that we wouldn't go. She is Satan reincarnate. Not Yuna or Bob or Jesse or Cleopatra, whoever else she thinks she is. In short, she's crazy. She's a liar and a very manipulative person. Stay away from her if you value your own way of life and beliefs. She almost fucked me over and nearly stole a friend, a friend away from me. Please don't let this happen to you. Oh, okay. Oh, like, how many times do you think this happened? I... 
Sounds like a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't imagine their success rate was very high. But if you look at the number of people that have been to the, but went to the house, like, right? How many people did they talk to? Feels like her targeting got better as she went along. Mm-hmm. She learned what she needed to do in order to up that. Fuck. Yeah. Yup. Super fucked up. All right. So the final story that I have here, um, this was shared by Akrasana's website, and initially he called this person Bean. But we do know now that the story is about Jack. So Icarus had heard about what was going on with Jack from a friend, and he wrote this. And so I've replaced the name Beam Jack, just for clarity. So Jack's the last person that you'd expect out of these to have taken this abuse. Jack had it pretty good. Jen respected Jack for a while, but Jack was also a worker at times. But it was okay, because Jack was loved by Jen. Jack and Jen had an intimate relationship. One of the things Jack had to do to bring home money was sell his blood. In State College, there was a, do- there was a blood donation clinic. I went with Jack, but I know he went once every two weeks because that is the most often that they will let you donate. Jen could have donated herself, but she refused. So Jack paid for Jen's red meat, toys, and trinkets with his blood. The one time I went with Jack, I was going to do it myself, but because of a lot of crap that doctors did to me as a child, I was too freaked out to go through with it. But there Jack sat in a sterile chair, a tube running out of his arm, like this was perfectly natural. I think it was like $45 for each donation. Nobody should have to sell your own blood to survive. I'm sorry. When a new member of their group, Angel, appeared, Jack was suddenly old news. Jen did not want to sleep with Jack anymore and pretty much ignored him. Yet Jack was expected to still sell blood and to work. On top of this, Jack still lives with them, but he lives in their attic. Jen ignores him now and goes to fuck the new girl, Angel, and Jack has to be very quiet. If he makes any noise, they yell at him. For a while, Jack almost thought about leaving, and he was prepared to go. He was going to pull out because he realized Jen was only after him for his paycheck. But Jen's financial senses went a-tingling, and she sunk her hooks back in. Jack's friends were horribly dismayed. They wanted Jack out, but unless someone wants to leave, there's no way to get them away. Jack is still there, and is now back to being stuck there. All we can do is hope that someday Jack gets out and stops being a part and parcel of the crap that they do. But chances right now look slim. I hope that Jack reads this and rather than getting angry and defensive, wakes up, packs his bags, and walks away like I did. It can only get worse, man. So that was in 2004. We know that Jack didn't until 2009. Right. Living in the attic, forced to sit there, be quiet, sell his blood and work. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it was a kidnap victim. Pretty much, yeah. But, you know, and then he just, he still, no matter what, he still loved Jen. He still felt like he needed to protect her, take care of her, even if she didn't want him to directly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fucked up. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's some more short stories about Jen. <laughs> oh. Holy shit. Of course, we have more to come. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's always more. There's always more. <laughs> oh, um, my gosh. Yeah, so I'm in contact with three other people right now that will eventually be telling their story, too. So 
Wow. Yay. Ugh. It's it's so so intense. It's so intense. And yep. God, I I I don't mean to be like a doom you know slinger, but it's like I feel like at some point I mean, have you run into anything any story about anyone who's gotten stuck in her web that ended really badly like didn't get out not yet okay but you know like i'm finding new people like every day right <laughs> so right or maybe um, wound up you know <laughs> irreparably damaged well and that's the thing is like most of the stories that we end up finding um are after the fact when they end up talking about it online Right. So if something happened so bad that you didn't want to talk about it or Jen convinced you not to talk about it, then we may Fuck. never know. Yeah. 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 It's just that 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 weird little feeling like, oh man. There there are rumors <sighs> that Jen just drove people to complete suicide, but I've never seen any indication of that. Um it's just something that people talk about a lot. Like, oh man, she must have done something like this. But yeah, I don't I don't know if it's actually gotten that far. Yeah. But you know what? She's definitely ruined many people's lives. Yeah. Like mentally, emotionally, physically. <laughs> like yeah, Elliot said he lost 40 pounds while he was there. That's right. For That's a right. month. Mm. For a Jesus. month. Well, an event, I mean, you're, there are certain functions, particularly in your brain, that start to mm -hmm. shut down when you're starved. And not sleeping. Yep. Yep. For sure, like you completely become disarmed, and like that's what makes it so hard to leave. It's because right. that's what cults do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like it's a thing. It's a huge part of why it took so long for Jack to leave because like he was completely broken down into nothing by the time that she kind of stopped really giving a fuck about him. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, kids, yeah. stay safe. <laughs> yeah, and like. As a as a kid, um, like Ender's Game was one of my favorite books. Like I read that I read through that book a lot. So when Jack was like, "I keep, you know," you mean Icarus? Yes, sorry, yeah. Icarus. Um, I keep like uh, referring to myself and like seeing parallels with Ender. I was just like, "Oh no!" Uh -huh. Like in the in the beginning, like. When he's like, oh, you know, he, he was able to, like, get through this and do this and that. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, this is, that that's not at all what happens. <laughs> like, Did any of that feel yeah. familiar to you growing up in JW? Yeah, a little bit. Um, it was just sort of like that idea of... I don't know, like, just you're in this situation and you don't really have another option, right? Like there are no other paths to take except the one you're, you're on right now. Like there are no, um, there's just nothing else that's out there to help you. Mm -hmm. right? Like that is, that's a pretty, 
like as a as a teenager and as a young kid who's trying to figure out their life and especially like being in school you know you're seeing all of these other kids who you know i've one of my best friends was through high school um was a catholic kid he was the only kid that i was allowed to hang out with because my dad was like well he's got good christian values so you know <laughs> he's he's okay every once in a while if he's you, not a complete heathen <laughs> yeah yeah like he's like he's he's okay to go hang out with every once in a while if you need to study or or whatever but he's the only school friend that i'm i'm okay with you hanging out with and like thank God for that, like, one little bit of leniency, but even then, like, there was, you see all of these other kids with all of these other options in life, and you are at home, and you're like, no, your life is this, and you don't have any other path to go. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, there is nothing else for you. When you're done school, you're going to find a job at like the A&W or the 7-Eleven and you're going to work part time and you're just going to go out and preach for the rest of your life because that's what God wants. And you're going to devote all of your time to him. And the idea of like. And like it was even like you even have to make sure you're putting this much money towards donations at church because otherwise church doesn't run and God's gonna be upset with you because you're not giving your giving your monthly allowance to to him. And so like there's a there's a lot of similarities in wow. you know, um in what like uh, Icarus was saying in the fact that like well I can't fucking do anything on my own I'm stuck here I have to deal with you know these people who are taking my money who are you know keeping me closed inside getting pissed off because I'm you know not where I'm supposed to be when they need me to be or they want me to be so yeah yep Calls are bad yep Oh, on that amazingly pleasant note, that's another episode of Demon Exception. <laughs> oh boy! Next week we'll talk about something a little just less, less depressing. <laughs> yeah, I just have an ordinary wacko, not a. Tune <laughs> <laughs> in next week for ordinary wackos. Ordinary wackos. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's a real special something <laughs> he's a real special something that's it for this week we want to thank icarus for allowing us to share those very personal entries and for continuing to keep the demon sushi website going after all these years to collect people's testimonies next week things get a little nutty as we look into some of the worst grifters and propagators of the health food and natural path industries as always, links, pictures, and additional information can be found on our website at thehumanexception.com. To keep up with all things exceptional, be sure to follow us on Twitter or Facebook at The Human Exception. Have a story that you want us to cover? Want to tell us that we're wrong or you just want to say hi? You can email us at thehumanexception at gmail.com. And if you want to get in on the fun, you can join us on our Discord server. Link can be found on our contact page. Keep on being exceptional, my humans, and have a wonderful weekend.
Um, we went to the fish store yesterday. Uh, oh, aquarium update. Da, 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 da. Yeah, so, um, yeah, since all my shrimp died, and that was sad. Um, oh. Yeah. So we went to the fish, the fish store. I got two new guppies that are called Yellow Tuxedo Platinum Guppies. What? So they're really cute. I put a picture there. Oh, again. And then I got a bunch of shrimp and some <gasps> red snails. I was going to say, that's not a shrimp, that's a snail. Okay. <laughs> well, there's, snail, there's shrimp on top of the snails. I see. Um, well, what, they're just having a party. It's fine. So I got six shrimp. Whoa. Um, well, I paid for six shrimp. Looks like three of them are pregnant. <laughs> oh, here we go. Well, I'm excited. Um, I'm expecting, you know, like 100 <laughs> babies or something. If they live, we'll see. So funny. Uh, this is the fish life. Yeah. I love so, it. And I got Those some red snails. Plants, yeah. Cool. Yeah, they're called ramshorn snails. Um, what? And yeah, they could just... Uh, and these ones are hermaphroditic, which means they will change their sex when they deem it necessary to reproduce. So... That is, I still find that so incredible. <laughs> Nature's amazing. Seriously. Yeah. So yeah, that's the exciting fish. Oh my god, I needed to show oh. you one more thing from the fish store. We uh, saw this amazing fish at the fish store. Bring it. What the fuck? <laughs> and then read, read its name on the bottom there. Awesome. Who wrote that with a straight face? Oh, Red my. lion, monster, monster cock, flower cock. Porn. That's incredible. That's a two hundred dollar fish. Two hundred dollar fish. How big is this thing? Oh, it's, it's probably about cock, obviously. <laughs> it's about four inches. <laughs> that is not that a monster cock. cock. No. <laughs> 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 I don't know if I should be worried or really happy that Nathan and I thought the exact same thing at the exact same time. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, so that guy's too big for a tank, and obviously he's two hundred dollars. So I didn't buy him, but do you know there is a red line monster caught flower horn fish out there? There's that no, the there's no way anyone says that with a straight. You said it with a straight <laughs> face. How the fuck? <laughs> you think it was a straight face? It's a very Funny. gay face. Oh, okay, well, yeah, you know. <laughs> also, he's got a weird little bubble head, and I like it. Yeah. Yeah, so it looks like he's epic. wearing an army helmet. Like, <laughs> mm. Right? Little bubble head. Great. Oh, God. 